right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, how have we been? Marlo, pretty good. Refreshed after our uh, July 4th weekend off. We both, uh, well, I took the weekend to spend time with family, hang out, relax. And you took the time to start a new business. <laughs> so a little bit different, I think, in our in our mindsets and why we wanted to not record a podcast last week. Uh, me, because I was um, just enjoying, <laughs> relaxing, not paying attention to sports for a weekend. Uh, you, as you scrambled to open up your gym. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Apologize. Uh, apologize to the people. Uh, but yeah, I was busy. I was, yeah, I was busy getting things ready. <laughs> Uh, both <laughs> physically and mentally, yeah. uh, for the opening on on Monday. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot. There's a lot going on, and yeah, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to sports, and to be honest, my mind was elsewhere. Yeah. But now I'm here, I'm focused. Well, there's not a lot of sports that. It's not like we <laughs> missed a lot. I don't think. Yeah. I think. Um, sure. And the big news that happened, I think, last week happened on Monday, so we wouldn't miss it anyway. So it was. I think it was a combination of the things we talked about as well as. A lack of things to actually talk about last week, um, but you seem like we talked about earlier. You're in a little bit of a better headspace now. Caught up on the sports, gyms in motion, going well. Yep. Yeah, it was a good week. It was a good opening week. Uh, things. I mean, if opening up a gym in the middle of the pandemic is probably not yeah. the. It's probably not the. Uh, you wouldn't think it'd be the smoothest things, but as smooth as it could go, yeah. it, it went this week, and uh, I'm pretty proud of where we're at, and um, you know, looking forward to to moving on to this next weekend and further beyond. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to follow on, uh, I guess, mainly on Facebook. I've been, you know, seeing pictures and and kind of things that the your gym's been been putting out. It's you know, been fun and easy on me. I mean, I don't have to go to the gym to see what's going on. I actually, have to work out. I can just sit on my couch, following on Facebook. <laughs> See how things are going. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks like uh, it's going pretty well. So congratulations on that in your first week. And um, yeah, yeah, well, it's very excited Thanks, for buddy. you and uh, what you'll what you'll do. And uh, just, you know, surprised that somebody like yourself could, you know, convince other people that, you know, you work out. So it's a good job. <laughs> <by you. laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, you know, it takes a little bit of it takes a little bit of crazy. For for people to walk through the door, but like you said, yeah. it's uh, you know I find a way to to find that little piece of them that actually wants to try and, and it's working out. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds great. And I you know see pictures at like five a.m. class, like oh my god. But <laughs> a little bit of crazy is is right, Marlo. Uh, I did something new that I did, Marlo. I watched oh. uh, I watched Hamilton. It was out on Disney yes. Plus. We That's tried right. to, we tried to watch it. Uh, and then our son came out, kind of interrupted, put him back to bed, mm-hmm. started again. He came out, <laughs> came back out, put him back to bed. And by then it was like 930 and we're like, this is like two and a half hours long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're probably not going to get through tonight. So we got through almost the first song the first time we tried to watch it. But this last Friday, we got through it and it was fantastic. I don't I mean, I don't want to set any expectations of you, Marlo, if you haven't seen it or fellow fans who haven't seen it yet. Whoa. But I think it's pretty good. Have I seen Hamilton? Yo, Hamilton in this household uh, is already a classic. We I saw it in Chicago when I was in Chicago. Yeah, uh, in the theater. And I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a like a musical guy. Like I'm not yeah. 
I went, I went, you know, just kind of drag a few. It was one of those things like everyone was doing it, so let's yeah. do it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. That first note, I was hooked in. It was on. After the show, like downloaded the soundtrack. Yeah. Like listened to the soundtrack forever. I was, and then when Disney said they were releasing it on Disney Plus, I was like counting down the days. I obviously didn't see it. I know I did see it the third. Yeah, I did see it when it came out. Yeah, that was uh, when we tried to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, kind of had the same problem too. The kid coming out, yeah, uh, every once in a while. But he actually he, he dug some of it, so he was kind of digging some of it. But when you know when he starts to ruin it, you got to put him back. But yes, I agree. Hamilton, they did a fantastic job on the cin- cinematography, yeah, uh, on that as well. And is yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's an awesome show, and I everyone should, I, I recommend it to anyone. Yes, it is three hours, so you might have to take your own little halftime break. But yeah, they got they got a one minute intermission in there for you. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a good like pause and go to, to bed tonight and, and wake up tomorrow and, and watch the rest. Uh, but I think you'll you'll be hooked. You know, it was um, that was one of the things I was thinking of, and I can't remember which number it was, but um, as they're kind of doing the cinematography and you're seeing kind of the background dancers and things, and I'm like, I can only imagine how engrossing this would be if you were there in the theater because yeah. it's coming through to me, and I'm like sitting fifteen feet away on you know my. <laughs> my lazy boy chair <laughs> and I'm still engrossed and uh, I can only imagine how it would be, how it'd be in the theater. And um, I think I've been like Annie, the musical and like, I've gone to mm-hmm. a couple like things to like support some friends and things, but like I've, I haven't gone to like a th- real theater theater. Like you would be going to Hamilton. Um, but if look, it's a. I mean, it's obviously fantastic, but it's historical fiction as well, and that's just right up my alley. So, anytime there's a historical fiction uh, <laughs> musical, I'm probably going to enjoy it. So, it was like hitting all those those notes with me as well. It's just just being a fantastic show as it is. So, I did that. It was fun, um, and like you when you first saw it, that's what I've been listening to on. Uh, it's on Spotify, so I've been listening to it on Spotify. Yeah, I started watching it again today with our with our son while he was up, and he was into it for like. Uh, two songs, three songs, and then he was like, "Okay, can we watch something else?" Kind of. It, cool. <laughs> it was cool to see him, like, watching it and being getting even for those, you know, whatever twenty minutes or fifty, yeah, minutes, whatever it was, getting the enjoyment out of it. So that was really cool. So, yeah, yeah, that was the other new thing is Hamilton. Hamilton is good. Tell your friends. Hamilton, <laughs> sweeping the world. Yeah, I, I, I uncovered this little nugget. You know, I, I'm sure people hadn't heard of it before. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's what's going on with us, Marlo. Anything else before we head into what's going on in the sports world? No, that's it. Let's, uh, let's get on to the sports, sports. podcast. Sports. It, it gets <laughs> a lot less fun from here on out. I, I, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we'll start out with, uh, I think, the most disappointing thing we'll talk about, right? Um, yeah. Big Ten. The Big Ten has canceled all non-conference games. Um, I guess most impactful uh, non-conference game for Wisconsin this year was Notre Dame that was going to happen at Lambeau Field. Yeah, uh, we had it circled in the Sad. calendar, Marlow. We were going to go at one point. Yes, and I think this would have actually happened, unlike most of the things we circled in the calendar <laughs> and say we're going to do or say we're going to attend. Um, I, this was going to be a, I think, a thing that we were going to get people to come to Green Bay for, come to Wisconsin for. And or at least come to Wisconsin, trick up to Green Bay, uh, and, and go to this game, uh, and it's it's not going to happen. And no uh, non-conference games are going to happen. Uh, your thoughts, Marlo? 
sad. This was, um, I mean, still a season to hold on to, but it's one of those, like you said, we had thought well ahead about the Notre Dame game. I think we had our, we were trying to get our plans together with our group. I don't know when that first email went out. before last season even ended, yep. I believe. Yep. Um, you know, just getting prepared. So it was one of those. It was going to be one of those signature, signature trips to go up, watch the game, be at Lambeau, Wisconsin, Notre Dame. It was going to be epic. Um, and obviously, that's not happening. And then, you know, on top of it, just putting everything down to a conference schedule is, you know, for me, my thought is, okay, is this like the first domino to fall where the rest of it kind of when we were going towards. When this all started in March Madness, they're like, "Okay, we're just not going to do com- like <laughs> we're just not going to do conference games." And then the next domino with the next hour was the whole rest of the tournament. Um, and this is where we are now. And so, it's obviously sad. Um, I think really that was the only game I was looking forward to as far as our conference game, as far as Wisconsin goes. Right. Um, I haven't dug into all the other marquee. Uh, Right, like what other matchups were going to be happening? Yeah, what other matchups were going to be that I would probably would have looked forward to, but you know, we still possibly as of right now we have a we have a football schedule to look forward to. Um, It's just kind of kind of clenching my teeth to see if it you know if it actually happens. Yeah, yeah. The other non-conference games for Wisconsin were Southern Illinois and Appalachian State. uh, Yeah, who remember beat Michigan that one time? So (laughs) who (laughs) anybody knows. All anybody knows about them. Um, and then, obviously, Notre Dame, which would have been October 3rd. So, uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, they're still, what is it, nine? Is it, they said ten nine. games, but I think that must have meant including the the conference championship. Because they said that, when I, well, at least when I read it, they said that uh, conference schedule will be ten games. They're not going to add a conference game. They're just... right. They must have meant right. That. So that was little, that was whenever they put their schedule, they're pretty presumptuous that they're going to be in the Big Ten championship game. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin, you might as well count it up, chalk it up uh, already uh, to ten. So a little disappointing, and I, I guess I share your fear that like this is just the first thing of cancellations to come. Um, but I think that while I think that is possible, I think that there was a lot of so college football is not like or I guess collegiate sports isn't like um, other leagues where it's like you have kind of some sort of coordination and some sort of central ruling authority who can set rules and whatnot. You know, it's pretty uh, dispersed primarily between, uh, I guess, where the power is, right, is the power six conferences, but even among like, you know, the smaller conferences, like think like the MAC and I guess all of them, but ones I know, you know, the MAC, things like that. Like how can you ensure that protocols are the same and fair across different conferences like so if i wish i I should have looked up an actual schedule but let's just take the wisconsin notre dame game for example let's say that wisconsin had in the big 10 the big 10 sets up a certain level of parameters of who can play if they test positive for uh covid19 or whatever but notre dame has a different policy you know or i mean maybe notre dame's not the best example but you're playing southern illinois and they have a whole different set of things and they have a lot less resources than a wisconsin does how do you manage that how do you gauge that you know especially when you have teams like let's think in the sec who i think would may value winning football games over other things yeah. let's just say that <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and, they're just... play, and they're playing oregon who 
you know, has is in a state that has stricter policies, right? How do you yep. balance these things? So I think that I guess is the that this is a long way of me getting to my. I'm trying to be optimistic about this and say it was unfeasible to try and figure that out among all the conferences and among all the teams. But I think you can try and figure that out within a conference. You have the power, you have the authority, you have the administration within the conference and in kind of an equal level of like what we can do, right? Like more or less, right? I mean, obviously Indiana football isn't the same spending power of Ohio State football, but like within the the conference, you have a certain level of um, equality uh, in what you can provide and, and, and set the rules. Um, so... I didn't see them getting to that in non-conference play, and it sucks to lose, but I don't necessarily think that means doom on the season because we can set up rules and find a way to get college football on a conference level a lot more easily than we can on an interconference level, and that's just me being an optimist and trying not to think this is a sign of things to come. No, and I feel it. I love the the optimism on that, and that does, you know... it makes that makes a lot of sense. I just find it. I just find it. I find it find it very hard how they're going to get to a point. Like even so, when this went down, you know, I got the email um, from Barry, signed by yeah. Barry. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, let me know. Yeah, let me know that the conference. You know, they were going to to just the conference schedule, and then even in that, they were like, "It's a, definitely an impact game day." Uh, the you know the game day experience is they're definitely not going to have a full stadium. They're still working on this stuff and, and just using like non-specific words like that just it puts fear that it's just not going to happen because how are they going to make it happen? You know, um, as many rules and everything you want to put into into play. I think you know in this I think right before this happened they had already canceled the game at Wrigley. Against yeah. Northwestern, yeah. this was supposed, to be, supposed to be this was supposed to be this was supposed to be a great away game season, by the way. Oh. Um, between the Lambeau game and the Wrigley game, mm-hmm. um, at, at Maryland, always one you got to go to. Yeah, at Maryland, de- <laughs> put it on the bucket list. That was going to kick one off the bucket list. College Park, who could forget? Uh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not even. It's not even the cheapest ticket, Marley. You can apparently buy tickets still. Mm. Cheapest What's ticket. It's the cheapest ticket at Purdue. What at Purdue really? is as low as, uh, as low as twenty two dollars. Let's go. Maryland is thirty nine, plus nice. all the extra gas to get there. Sure not flying. Yeah, sure enough. Purdue also right. easier to drive. All right, circle on your calendars, November fourteenth. There <laughs> sounds cold. Let's go to Purdue. Everything's gonna be fine by then. Everything will be fine. Everything will be figured out, and we're gonna be yeah. in West Lafayette. Great. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But let's yeah. Let's let's stay optimistic. Let's say we're just going to go. You know, this is one less. Let's be optimistic. That's just three less games they have to worry about injury and yeah, and yeah. tripping and tripping over our feet yeah. uh, or stubbing our toe. That's the word I was looking for. The phrase I was like, we're stubbing either our way, toe. Either way, I don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, let's just not so. do. Let's not do any of those things. Just <laughs> stay at our run feet. through our conference. Do normally. Yeah. Yeah. Run through our conference. <laughs> get to Big Ten championship and. Yeah, see, happens. I think what will be um, more interesting is what, like, the Pac-12 has already done this as well. Yep. And I read the ACC is like they'll make a decision by late July. Um, 
like you kind of went into is the SEC. I, who knows if they even know something's going on right now. Um, but like, it is interesting to see like what other conferences are going to follow suit. And then what does that lead? How does that? And then let's just say a season does happen, right? Let's just play, yeah. be optimistic. A season does happen. Now, how do we figure out strength of schedules? How do yeah. we do all those things that they've computed to, you know, have their committee and find a national, you know, find the, the playoff teams? Yeah. If you, if you were annoyed with how, you know, gauging how good conferences were before, and I guess <laughs> the print argument is, is the SEC the best conference, you know, in every. Usually it's yes, but like you make the, you can yeah. make the arguments because hey look, you know Auburn went out to USC and lost, and like maybe they're not as deep or as strong, that sort of thing. Now if we only have conference games and nobody plays any other inter conference game, it's just going to be uh, really annoying. It's going to just going to yeah. be really annoying to argue. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it, Marlon. Right. Well, let's go deeper too. Now that I just, now that I just thought about it. okay, call it the finish the conference season. Do we? Is it just we don't do bowl games now? Like, because that's out of conference. Yeah, interesting. Uh, <laughs> we didn't think that far ahead. I did Jeez. not think that far ahead because <laughs> uh, the non-conference games are usually, uh, you know, September 11th would have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, early mid-September. Uh, you got to think that they're going to bowl games. Yeah, they'll do it. I mean, losing money in intercom in non-conference games. Is one thing losing money from bowl games is a whole nother, whole nother story, larger, larger, larger bucket of money than, than what we're what we're talking about here. Um, but it's just going to be it's going to be really annoying. It's going to remind me. I think it's going to end up reminding me if unless they one they're going to argue on seasons past. So it's going to be the SEC, which I guess would have happened anyway. But like they're going to rely on SEC. When in doubt, we'll get two teams right in the playoffs, yeah. or when in doubt, we'll get the benefit, which may be fair, may not be, but that's probably what will happen. But if they get it wrong, it's going to look like the year that uh, Ohio State and Michigan were the two best teams. And I always go back to this. This is one of my biggest things. <laughs> and when Ohio State goes to the national championship, gets her butts, butts kicked, Michigan goes to the Rose Bowl and gets her butts kicked. And it's like, what the hell we were talking about? <laughs> after after <laughs> we're like, game. they should play it again. Yeah, they should play title. that again. Uh, <laughs> no, they both got walloped, uh, and actually were like the fourth and fifth best teams that year instead of the first and second. Um, so there's a chance that could happen. Uh, I, I guess I don't see that really necessarily happening. I think that might have just been a fluke, especially if it's two SEC teams. But that's going to be really annoying. And we talked about some buckets of money, Marlo, and. Of course, a lot of these decisions are driven by money, uh, and that's, I guess, one of the reasons why, I, I guess, the only reason I was surprised that non-conference schedules were uh, canceled, uh, because there is some money there to be lost. Um, but I'm not thinking too much about, you know, the power six conferences. They'll be fine, right? Wisconsin's going to yep. be fine financially, the football program. Um, but it does have a, a – well, I want to talk about the trickle-down effect in a little bit. But uh, but for other schools that aren't in the Power 6, Power 5, Power 6? Power 5. It, it's, it's 5 in football, and then we kind of be like, hey, Big East, you can like yeah, you a, power, can a power conference in – Yeah, exactly. In basketball? Okay, so Power yep. 5 in yep. football. <laughs> um, sorry, Big East. Uh, <laughs> And uh, or Mac, I guess maybe Mac. Mac's a better football conference than the Big East, right? Is there even a Big East conference in football? No, there's just basketball no, no. It's just a basketball conference. It's nah. purely a basketball all right, conference. All right, never mind then. So then they're definitely a better um, football conference than the Big East is. They don't even have teams. Um, or the or okay. Anyway, power <laughs> the, the 
the n- schools that aren't going to have these big paydays, right? You go to p- the FCS schools, right? You go to play Alabama, you get buckets of money to go get your butts kicked by Alabama. You do that three times, boom, there's your athletic department budget for the year. Yep. Those schools can't do that anymore or won't be able to this year. They only have their conference games. And uh, what is that going to do to their to their athletic departments? What is that going to do to you know, their schools, right? A, a lot of it depends on these sorts of – I mean, the economic model is built up so that they can you know, reap the benefits of getting their butts kicked by <laughs> power five schools, and that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, it sucks. It, well, not anymore, but it's not going to happen this year. Yeah, this year. And that's – yeah, that's the – you know the unfortunate, unfortunate fallouts. I don't know how the contracts work. Maybe they, maybe we still have to pay out. I don't know. Yeah, but let, just for the sake of argument, let's say they don't. Um, that is, it, it could be detrimental for some of those schools. You know, um, like you said, it could that be their budget for the year, and that's not only their football program, right? That's a, that's a trickle down to their whole athletic program at at said school X. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 the really that's that could be the really sad part of it all. Alabama's going to play USC. I just looked up Alabama's schedule. God. Oh yeah, so well, that so would, I would have I would have that that, that would be the the quintessential game that we all get hyped up for for no reason to watch. It was yeah, it was, get, it, was open, it was opening weekend Friday night. Yeah, that would have been yeah. fun. Oh. Yeah, we would have got all hyped and then, and then by halftime been thirty nine to six. Yeah, it's hard to get thirty nine points though. <laughs> that could happen. Could happen. Um, I wanted to look up a, a, a the team that Alabama plays. Uh, usually, week before they play Auburn, but it's week before the next. It's UT Martin. So you know, shout out what to is UT Martin's athletic yeah. program. Uh, Going to be hurting. Uh, so not so. It's I'm. I guess I'm. I don't. Is concern the right word? I'm worried about what it means for uh, these the smaller schools, right? Who who rely on this for the athletic departments? But we are we're already seeing kind of the effects of. Kind of lower margin or lower margin, lower uh, dollars coming into athletic programs in Stanford. They canceled 11 varsity sports. I think they had 36 before, and they canceled 11 of them. That was the most of any school, um, not canceled, that they had. Canceled 11 sports. And I, you could say, look, why do they have a men's and women's fencing team? Fair. <laughs> I understand that, like, a kind of who cares from a viewer viewing standpoint from you know joe blow sitting on his couch watching this you know he's not watching uh, fencing that sort of thing but like those are scholarships those are programs those are people who put their lives and effort and blood and sweat into a sport and i do that uh, i mean at a much less lesser degree but for fun and if that just was canceled that would be uh, depressing, and we're already seeing that, and I worry that it will be uh, continue, and that's makes me really sad. I don't know. I, I I thought I had a better point there, but it just made me really sad talking about it. <laughs> it's all right. So uh, we saw that, and if we see less football games for a season canceled, I think we're going to see this at a lot of other big schools. Where we yes. talk, I guess we just talked about the resiliency, and I guess I meant the resiliency of like football programs. Like football programs aren't going away from Power Five conferences, right? But other things might, yeah, that are enjoyable and a part of campus life and and whatnot. They can't. I think the we were talking about what the the quote unquote biggest sport that they canceled um, was. I said it was men's volleyball, and you said rowing. Well, at least that was the most kind of hit home to you, I guess. Hmm. 
Well, rowing to me, yeah, because the uh, the men's rowing team was a a pretty dominant, you know, relatively pretty. If you the sport of rowing in the world of rowing, they're pretty, yeah, pretty dominant team. Um, you know, kind of always the top. They were, you know, one of those West Self Pac twelve teams that were always in the in the hunt. As I say, they were yeah. always in the hunt, season in, season out. Reminds me of reading uh, Boys in the Boat. Great book. Great book. <laughs> Great book. Uh, well, that's Washington, not Sanford, but whatever. Rowing, Pac-12, same stuff. Yep. Um, yep. All right. <clears throat> that's college football. It's a depressing time. We're just – we got our fingers and toes crossed, Marlo, and eyes. Everything's crossed. Um, hoping that we don't see more cancellations um, and that this is this is the gist of where it is. Not a, not a fun story, I guess. I don't know. No, not – but we will carry on. We, I mean, we still have a chance here. Football still can happen. I'm going to say it is. You're going to say it is. I don't see a world in which there's fans, though. No. There's not going to be a single fan. But they could play the games. Yes. All right. All right. On to other football that probably maybe will happen. Uh, NFL, we had some big news, though, Marlo. And this was dropped on Monday. So I, was, I woke up Monday, read this news, and said, Whew, good thing we didn't record last Sunday because we would have missed this story, <laughs> which was literally the only news of the weekend. Um, Patrick Mahomes gets his payday, signs a 10-year contract. Um, report. It was really weird as actually the story was breaking. The range to which the contract, the value of the contract varied was kind of hilarious because it came out and it was... Like 400, 450. It was 450. Yeah, that was, was the first number I saw. Then it was 400, and then I saw 500, and then finally it ended up at 503, I think. That was the final kind of if everything happens as is in the contract will go, he'll get $503,000 over 10 years. Um, and I guess what was your initial reaction to, let's just say, 10 years, 450, or 10 years, 500, and then we'll talk about how real that money is. Yeah. Uh, my initial reaction was, well, damn, you, you know, he, you knew, I knew he was going to get paid at some point. Um, you know, it's worth it, and, you know, I'd say he deserves it. And then my second thought is, like, you know, uh, without, I just saw the number, like, 420 or whatever, the, one of those 400 numbers you talked yeah. about that came out. And then my second thought was, well, not knowing the length or anything, like you probably, they probably have a two-year window now uh, where they have a shot back at the Super Bowl and then it will all be on Mahomes and they'll be like, they hope they can catch lightning in a bottle throughout that time because it's, you know, it's the NFL we live in. Like if you have to pay your quarterback, you have mm-hmm. to because they're few and far between and it's just the way it is. It's just when you pay them that money, there's like a two-year window where you can surround them with people. Um, and then after that, it has to be all on the quarterback. This is this is the Bears. Thank God I don't have to pay Patrick Mahomes five hundred million dollars. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was well done. <laughs> I think there's some truth to that. Um, obviously, there obviously there's some truth to that. Um, the argue, I think the case with Patrick Mahomes is everybody seems to, and by everybody I mean like all the talking people seems to agree like. That's true, but he's good enough that it's worth it. Um, but because I'm trying to go back and think, like, because it's so hard. Because Brady kind of skews, or Brady and the Patriots kind of skew everything of our memory of um, 
who wins Super Bowls. But if you think back, like Rodgers won with the Packers, that was pre-huge contract. Wilson won with Seahawks, pre-huge contract. Manning won with the Broncos, that was post-huge contract. You know, it's been outside of the Patriots, and that's you know a whole other conversation, I guess. It's been these pre-contract guys. It's been you know not not the guys who are making the most money, not the teams that have quarterbacks who are making huge dollars. That said, I think anybody would trade spots and take the huge dollar quarterbacks over what their team is because it gets you close, right? But it's at the margins that your team is less good. There's less margin for error in, you know, your backup linebacker or your, you know, third cornerback or something like that. And that's where the cuts have to come. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens with – Patrick Mahomes, and as we talked about earlier, the, is it really 10 years? Is it really $500 million? Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of reshape and reload and, and pay everybody else what they will as they kind of come up on, on, on contracts. Uh, so I think it's a, f- it's a fair critique, but I think everybody in the NFL would love the opportunity to, every team in the NFL and every fan, if they were being honest, would love the opportunity to switch places with the Chiefs fans right now in uh, as far as Patrick Mahomes goes. Unless you're in Chicago and you're in denial. <laughs> <And you're- laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, he, like I said, he deserves it. Um, we'll see where he goes. I, you know, I, like I said, he's good enough that I think he's good enough that it, he can overcome some of the challenges in your come to, from not, being able to kind of pay guys around you. Um, but, you know, time will tell. We'll see. Yeah. And I almost thought, too, my, my other thought was, when I first saw it, that I forgot to mention was, oh, maybe they front-loaded the money and they realized they're not going to have to pay them this season. So, oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, they weren't even <laughs> going to pay, so they didn't have to, like, sign any other free agents. Or yeah. Uh, no, so I guess guaranteed-wise, contract-wise, I'm not like I read the contract or anything, but from the reports that I gathered is that there's a couple opt-outs for Mahomes. Um, there's, I read a lot of the term guaranteed, I, I wrote mechanics, but I, guaranteed mechanisms in the yeah. contract mm-hmm. kind of kick in. Because uh, I, I want to say the guaranteed money I read was like $120 million, but that can go up with these mechanisms, uh, which I don't really know what that means. Um, but everybody talked as if and wrote as if they knew what it meant. Uh, so I just smiled along and was like, yeah, I know what that means. That's, that makes sense. Um, so I, he's not going to play 10 years for $503 million. That's not, no. he's going to, he's going to be paid more than $503 million. Everything. I think if his career progresses, as we expect, he doesn't get injured and he continues to be the best quarterback in the NFL. He's going to make more than $503 million over the length of these 10 years. But that's what, if you add up the contract, it's weird because as we talk about it as if it's going to kind of play out, but it's not. And everybody who signed this knows it's not. So it's kind of, it's really bizarre to be talking about it in its totality, as we just did. But <laughs> um, it's really because you can't really put a value on it because he's, what is it? It's like $45 million a year. So he'll make $45 million this year and get, like, what did he get? 60 something million? in cash like with the signing bonus like into his bank account which is yeah mind-boggling to think Bonkers. about um 100 like, thinking to get a new girlfriend now 
I mean, maybe they're in love, Marlo. I don't know. Maybe. Love could be more powerful. Um, <laughs> six, $60 million deposited, direct deposit in your bank. Do you think they like call and be like, excuse me, Mr. Mahomes? <laughs> Mr. Mahomes. Did you, did you know you were expecting, have you been in contact with the Nigerian prince lately? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but I well, it'll be interesting to see how long it goes because, like I said, there's opt-outs and things. But um, and nobody, it seemed to me from reading it and and trying to understand, kind of like nobody really knows like what it actually looks like because there's again these guaranteed mechanisms and like things kind of kick in as the contract goes. But it all into everybody just goes, yeah, but he's probably worth it because he's 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 the best quarterback. Um, so there you go, Patrick Mahomes. The Way to go, Patrick. Congrats. Now tenth, maybe you can afford it. 10th overall pick? Was it 10th or 7th? 7th overall pick? I don't know. Who's in the top? Stats department. I know it wasn't 2. It was not 2. What year was that? 20. It was not 3. Patrick Googling. Wikipedia. I guess the right year. Look at me. It's the 2017 NFL draft. He was. No, he's number 10. Number 10. Number, number 10. 10. Ha, got it. Same time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Great radio. Um, Jesus, number 10. God damn it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. All right. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> on to changing names, Marlo. The Washington. Probably. Our words. Possibly. We have inside sources yeah. that uh, say the formerly known as Redskins, as early announcement as tomorrow. When you're hearing this, you might even have heard. Right, it. you by the yeah, it's going to be announced by the time you hear this. Marlo claims it'll be announced. So this, will, so if it's already been announced, take I guess our next bit where we conjecture about what they will be called. Uh, <laughs> skip ahead and ignore it. Uh, but the leader in the clubhouse, Marlo, as the R words, uh, I already said it. So yeah, uh, so cats out the bag. Um, uh, will change their name finally after I don't know what how how long thirty years of people being like, dude, you need to change your name. Maybe you should maybe maybe you should change your name. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll change our name. Uh, and the leader in the clubhouse is Warriors, the Washington Warriors. Marlo, it I guess it could be worse. Yeah, it could be, but it's, it's confusing. So now we're gonna have to call them like the Football Warriors. Yeah, uh, I don't, I, you know, so I don't give a chance to the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, that's fine. I, I think, you know, I think they're trying to keep it with. So to the point, they want to get rid of like all um, Native American symbolism. Yeah, all the, but they, yep. yeah, but they want to keep Warriors, which is you know, it could be in the same realm. It's, like it's kind it's of it's. Like, it's tangential to yeah. It's like yeah, we're the exactly. warriors. Wink, not native, not a Native American <laughs> at all, though. Wink, wink. Yeah, exactly. So if they're gonna do it, I feel like they should go completely the other way. My suggestion was, hey, just take the XFL's DC Defenders and just yeah. go for it. Just do it. Wa- just become the Defenders. The Washington DC Defenders. Yes, I love it. Get Cardell Jones in there. <laughs> Cardell Jones just shows up for camp. Like what? 
Yeah. I mean, sorry, I have, I'm on the defenders. This is I, I signed a contract. <laughs> what do you do? As long as he plays at home, fucking money. Hey, I would sign up for a Cardell Jones, Dwayne Haskins camp battle. That would be Whoa. electric. There we go. There, it's you either get four touchdowns or three interceptions, and there's no in between. There's no in between <laughs> for either of those guys. It'd be fantastic. It's like Ohio State all over. Again. Um, that would be fun. I would just, just be so funny. For the Washington defenders, everybody can keep their little foam defender, little shields that they got when they went to the DC yeah. game. Yeah, be wow. Well, I think I, I think I might miss the XFL a little bit. I do. It's a travesty. It was an absolute travesty. Man. What happened to them? Bummer. Oh well. All right. Moment of silence for the XFL. We did it. Yep. Um, not on purpose, but an accident. I don't. I guess I don't have any better suggestions for what they should be. But Warriors seems unoriginal, as you mentioned. There's already a basketball Warriors. Um, which I'm sure everybody knows, but like it just—I don't know. Again, I don't have a better suggestion, but it just—it seems uncreative. It seems like a wink, wink to we're not Native American, but kind we're tangential to that. Yeah, but I mean, it's better, obviously. But right. like, I just picture—I just picture all the fans that show up as the ultimate warrior for the games. That would be how many how many ultimate warrior whatever colors they use type of per, would like show up to the game one tailgate. I've completely flipped my stance. I'm all in for the <laughs> the Washington <laughs> Ultimate Warriors. That would be awesome. I would root for I would root for the Ultimate Warriors. That would be so great. They got like a ring around the field, and then when you <laughs> score, you can go up and you can pull on the ropes, you know, and run. oh, that would be fantastic. I would love it. I'm in. I'm all in. Washington Ultimate Warriors. Well, I think we found it. You're welcome, I'd, Dan I'd, Snyder. I'd buy, the, I'd buy that shirt. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, and also, they've had, you know, what do we say, 20, 30 years to kind of think about this. And, like, this is, this is yeah. the best idea. Yeah. I don't know. So this got me thinking, Marlo. Have we – it feels like – and maybe it's just how stubborn – uh, Dan Snyder and uh, the Washington organization has been, but it seems like this name change is like so cataclysmic or it's so like such a huge deal. And, you know, we talked about, I guess, before the pod rebranding, and there are issues and, you know, things that happen with, with rebranding, but like not with the NFL, <laughs> not with professional, professional sports as we think about them. So let's think about some other name changes and see how significant they were in how impactful those teams or how successful those teams and their I guess how much money they made were all right devil race change yep. to raise anybody care I even know that I even know that until you said it they well they earlier. they did it happened uh <laughs> I think it happened and then they made their playoff run so it was like because I remember making jokes like oh they got rid of the devil and now they're winning it was kind of you know great jokes those were great jokes back in the early 2000s or whatever the hell that was <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> The Bulls changed the Wizards for, mm, I mean. I mean, that was cool. I thought the best part of the Bulls, like, was this, was it Clinton that made them do this? Because they got to get rid of the gun imagery, which they didn't Yeah, there was, it was, Washington was not the safe, not that it's, I don't know, uh, wasn't the safe city in America at the time. Um, And the imagery of their basketball team being called Bullets didn't look great. Yeah, and I, 
I want to say Clinton era sounds right, but it was about the time when Jordan went there too. So yeah, it was those pretty... might be going together in my head. And no, they it could was be around... completely separate, but I remember them kind of around the same time. Yeah, they, oh, they were definitely around the same time. As I look around, I have my Jordan throwback Bullets jersey uh, here in my studio. Um, nice. But I, I think it was it. I forgot who said, but I remember when that happened, and then they had the their imagery of the wizard. I forgot. I want to say it was Mahani Jones, but it was like, you changed it from the bullets, but now you got this wizard who looks like he's about to blow his head off with the, with the magic ball. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the cane. <laughs> yeah. With the ball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, so they have, there's still, I mean, it, it didn't affect, I don't think, the organization at all. All right. We had the, the name swap of uh, the city, I guess the city of New Orleans graciously giving back Hornets to Charlotte as they were the Bobcats. They went back to the Hornets and the Hornets mm-hmm. became the Pelicans. Did anybody care? No, no. It it was hard to follow. Because I I think, I remember when that happened, I never thought of them as the Bobcats. They were still the Hornets. Yeah, Yeah. it was just Um, more confusing when New Orleans was the Hornets. Yeah, it was super, it was, yeah, it was And there was also a Chicago, uh, Chicago, a Charlotte team who wasn't the Hornets, so that was really confusing. Yeah, this is all confusing. But I think there was a week where it was like, oh, awesome, remember playing NBA Jam as the Charlotte Hornets, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then just kind of, now it's just what it is, and everybody everybody's fine. Yep. Uh, another baseball one I had, when the Angels, they didn't change their name, but they just changed where they were from. The Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Angels, now they're Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so what I guess my point about? was, there's all this consternation about changing names. In the end, I don't know that it super matters much. I understand that it matters to the fans, and you can feel individually passionate about your connection to whatever your team name is, right? Yeah. I, I understand that. You'd be pissed if they changed the Packers' name. Hold on. You're jumping the gun. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to get attached to the new thing because it's your team. It's in your city. It's who you root for. It's your it's going to be fun. You're going to be all right. Now, if cancel culture comes with a Packers model, like you mentioned, let me tell you. When the Packers become problematic, I don't even know where we go from there. As a, as a culture. It is a meat. It was meat packing, Marlo. So, mm, you know, we start, you know, the, the, the vegan movement gets a little strong. Oh, man, yeah. It might get a little start strong. Got to start asking that. questions about, you know, are, are we honoring meat packers now? And... Just change the name now. Just do it. Just get ahead of it. <laughs> the Green Bay Gazelles or something. No. Um, I guess my point of going to the other changes was like the Washington franchise is going to be fine. Yeah. I, it'll I all be fine, people. I understand people holding on to it, but like it's, the name, this name changes long past too. And uh, just we'll all be all right. Don't come for the Packers. Bears are far more problematic animals, <laughs> totally, uh, than, than, than Packers. Uh, yeah. I mean, have you have you seen? Ah, oh, shoot. What's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Which where one? Gets, oh, with the bear. bear. What Tom is Tom Hardy's in? He's in the wilderness. He won an Oscar for it. Have you seen yeah. that movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bears are terrible. There we go. Solved. Solved. Research well, Vikings. I think the Vikings. I think they'd come out of the Vikings before they came out of the anyone in the NFC North. 
Vikings would be problematic. The Vikings, yeah. Do you really, yeah? Do you really want to be associated with Vikings? <laughs> um, the Revenant. The Revenant. Got it. There you go. Have you seen the Revenant? God, that joke would have been so much better if I had remembered the movie. I was gonna say it, and then my mind said departed. And I no, like, not there are close. not any bears. Departed. <laughs> Or Vikings. There are no Bears or Vikings in that movie. All right. That's NFL, Marlo. Anything else on the NFL? Uh, chugging, we're still chugging along. Things are going to happen as scheduled, right? We're not We're not told or thinking otherwise. We have Preseason's uh, gone. They did yeah, get rid of preseason. Preseason's gone. Thank God. I don't need that. <laughs> now, mm, I do like it just being on the TV. Yes. I do love... Well, no. I think, I think we do this... I think we've done this since the beginning of this podcast, that we get excited for the preseason, and then we sit down and watch it, and then we're like, oh, crap, this is just crappy football. Well, that's the thing, Marley. You don't watch it. You just have it on in the background. Yeah. And you just look at the TV every once in a while, you see the colors, you see the field, and you're like, football's coming. Football's back. Here, yeah. here it comes. Okay. Who's playing quarterback? What? <laughs> that is the fun it? part. That's I never heard part. of this running back. He's out in Northwestern. What? Yeah, we, uh, Ted. I've never heard of him. Right. Um, is it, that's the it's well. It, what's going to suck is, is is when it comes to fantasy time. You know, and I always talk myself into some person that's like kills it in preseason that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, and uh, they pick up in like the tenth round or whatever, thirtieth yeah, round in our gonna freaking be my draft. Sleeper. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be my sleeper. Then he, has then he gets cut. Ten yeah. receptions, fifty-three yards in the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be him. So, while we're watching the NFL coverage, I think kind of both eyes covered, just kind of you know peeking through, peeking through, peeking through the fingers, you know, seeing if anything bad is coming down the pipe. But no preseason. But it sounds like they're hopefully moving forward with uh, actual NFL games. Um, so we'll see there. All right. Speaking of moving on with full games, Marlo, baseball is moving along. Uh, I don't really have an update here. Um, with what they're just, I don't know that it, it's just frustrating to watch the baseball news because it seems like nobody actually wants to play baseball and <laughs> nobody's like fighting to play baseball. And I feel like somebody should be fighting to figure this out and play baseball. The owners don't want to do it. The players don't want to do it. And as a fan, it's just frustrating to sit here and be like, Hey guys, we're going to play a, a 60-game season that's going to feel weird and may get a weird result. And everybody's just like, well, we don't really want to do that, and we don't want to figure it out. And that's where we are, and it sucks. And I just have to sit here and watch these two camps sit here and go to the other one, you figure it out, and it's just infuriating. And I think it's going to happen. You think? Like, like we're less than we're less than three weeks when it's supposed to start. Uh, it sounds fantastic. I feel like it. Ha- I shouldn't say I feel like it has to. Um, I I feel like the trains left the station, and I don't know how it stops unless uh, outside of a huge outbreak. But like, I don't. Can, can they call it off? Can they call it off now? I, I'm I don't. Sure, see they that. can. I mean, they can. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they can. They'll be fine. Like, we're just not it, doing it. Yeah. I, so, again, I think they're covering their ears and just going, this is your fault to the other one. <laughs> yes. And then the games are going to start, and they'll be like, oh, oh, crap, we have to figure out how to do this. Because um, neither of them are figuring it out. It's so frustrating. 
and neither of them seem like they want to. And as a fan of baseball, just I want them to want to play the games. I want the owners to want to watch baseball, and none of them care. And it sucks, and it hurts my feelings. I told you this wasn't going to be a fun podcast. I think it's <laughs> been fun, but it wasn't going to be like an uplifting podcast. God. But speaking of fun, anything else to add on MLB being terrible nope. and no. players being terrible? Um, Mike Trout came out. I have a question. So Mike Trout came out and said... You love Mike Trout. I forgot how much you love Mike Trout. He's the best player, Marl. He's the best <laughs> player. And nobody... I, I don't... He could go to... like Nobody knows who he is. It's, it's, a, it's fascinating to me that the, nobody knows... I mean, people know who Mike Trout is. I don't mean that. But, like, I don't think a majority of people could pick... I don't pick him out of a lineup. I don't think a majority of baseball fans could pick him out of a lineup. And that's baffling to think of, like, how huge in the culture baseball players have been in the past and that Mike Trout is the best player. It's probably because he's on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It's part of it. But you'd think he's in L.A. But it's baffling to me that he's not way more famous maybe that's part of who he is anyway he had a kid recently so he's like i don't he came out and said like i don't know if i want to be a part of this because um you know i have a newborn and we don't really know how this affects newborns and you know there's just a little bit of an more added risk there for that um and just to have the most the best player it should. I feel like that should be like reverberating more in MLB to be like, holy crap, this we might not have Mike Trout. But even though he's the best player, he's clearly not the most influential, right? Like, or is no. he? Or am I misreading? It? No, like if, I don't think so. Who's the so? Who's the most influential player? If like somebody who would be the most like, hey, somebody who's from the players spoke up and said, hey, you have to figure this out, MLB. Um. It, who would it mean the most to the public, if that makes sense? The general baseball fan, sports fan, public that like, oh, crap, this guy might not be there. Now I'm actually concerned. Because I don't think it's Trout, even though it should be. I don't think he's no, he's the number one pick there. I have my answer, and I know I'm springing this on you, Marlo. Yeah, um, it's, that's a tough but, one. But do, you, but do you have it? Well, I think it would be something. I mean, yeah, Buck Trout's the best player. I think it's still... I feel like it had to be someone in a, a bigger market. Um, oh God, I don't know. I don't know why this is, Aaron Judge wouldn't be. I think it would be Aaron Judge. That's my pick. I, I that's what I'm leaning towards, but I just think he wouldn't do anything. But yeah, I, I would say if Aaron Judge would I say think if Aaron Judge came out because I think he's the most famous of the Yankees now, and I yeah. think in baseball, being a Yankee is still the most kind of influential, influential thing. Um, I was trying to think of somebody else to, to counter that because um, I think they would have to be on a team who is contending. Everybody hates the Astros, so everybody would be glad if the Astros didn't play. So you can't pick any Astros. Uh, so <laughs> then it's like Dodgers players. If I guess maybe if like Bellinger said it, I think Kershaw's a little bit like, yeah, he's kind of past his prime now. If Kershaw four years ago said it, then it's a bigger deal. Uh, so I think it's I think it's Judge. That's that would that would have been my answer, because uh, he's kind of the most I think the most kind of like media savvy type out there in MLB. Um, all right. Oh, that was fun. Let us know who you think would be um, your most thing that fellow fans. Let us know who you think would be I guess the most influential if we got it wrong with with Aaron Judge. 
there. Um, I just went with what you kind of were thinking, Marlo, because that's where my head was. My head was at too. Um, I don't know. Do you think if like who's the who's bigger in Chicago? Chris Bryant is Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Yeah. Chris Bryant. If Chris Bryant was like that was going to be my second. Was my was second, second was Chris Bryant. That's yeah. That's probably the biggest in the NL. Yeah. I guess or Bellinger, Chris Bryant or Bellinger. Yeah. Okay. Chris Bryant. This guy. Beautiful eyes, Marlo. Um, right. <laughs> we have a fun anniversary, though, today, oh, yeah. Marlo. Do we? Um, July 12th, 1979 was the Disco Demolition Night. Oh. Marlo's favorite, Kaminsky Park. Kaminsky Park. Chicago <laughs> White Sox. They, uh, I remember it fondly. A crate filled of disco. I'm reading off of Wikipedia. <laughs> crate filled with disco records was blown up. On the field between games of a twilight night doubleheader between Chicago and Detroit, and a riot ensued. Yes, it was it was a dollar to get in. You brought a disco disc and a dollar, and you and you got in, and they blew up the disco discs in the center. And surprise, people who hate disco, <laughs> not normal baseball fans, and prone to riot. <laughs> uh, did just that. Uh, White Sox had to forfeit the second of the doubleheader. Well, it was a memorable night in White Sox baseball history. I mean, hell of a promotion, right? We're still talking about it now. It worked. <laughs> they were expecting if you the see, normal. Have you seen? Have you seen footage of that? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's so wild. Like to think, to think of something like that happening today, where just people are just like. First of all, that they're just blowing up disco disc. Uh, what a promotion! <laughs> what a promotion in itself. And then just so many quote unquote fans just getting on the field to go ahead and stomp said blown up <laughs> disco disc yeah. is just it's wild. Yeah, the not to think that like it would bring non baseball fans <laughs> is is hilarious, and just like, that they. The people who came just didn't care they were at a baseball game. <laughs> they were like, let's destroy this stuff. It was absolutely hilarious. They were expecting 20,000 people, Marlo, um, which is about 5,000 more than their average at the time. So they were, you know, that's a nice bump for a promotion. Yeah. Uh, instead, uh, they got 50,000. They got 50,000 fans. It, it was some radio DJ came out and like promoted it and uh, 50,000 people showed up so let's say 25,000 people who were not interested in baseball but just wanted to destroy (laughs) absolutely hilarious so that happened Marlo uh what is that 41 years ago today jeez that was quick maths on the pod very very troubling uh to do but I think I pulled it off 79 yeah double check all right we did it nice fun stuff destroyed baseball past for your White Sox ball yeah, <laughs> but they won. They won in two thousand five. So right, exactly. So we got it. It's fine. Is that when it was two thousand five? Yeah, it was. Oh, yep, oh five. Don't stop believing. Your general manager sells his job from that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so Chicago, uh, so Reinsdorf. That's so Reinsdorf. Yeah, that is Reinsdorf. All right. Well, it's, en- <laughs> it's enough baseball. It's enough baseball talk. Um, we have to get to this, Casey. Yeah, it is everyone's favorite segment. It looks like we have an extended segment yeah, today well, of Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah, well, we have to catch him up, Marlon. We have two weeks of, of Premier League soccer, and the Premier League soccer model is coming at you fast with two games a week. 
It's been fantastic. It's been absolutely fantastic. There's soccer on literally every day except Friday, um, which is kind of annoying on Friday afternoons where it's like, come on, what the, what about today? Uh, but there's there's been Premier League soccer on literally every afternoon. It's been, well, morning and afternoon. It's been fantastic. Um, when we talked last time, was the best. Liverpool had won the championship. The, the championship. They uh, had enough points that they could not be caught. It was very exciting. Uh, I forgot to mention on the podcast two weeks ago that their next game was against Manchester City, the second place team, and probably the well, the second place team, and most definitely the second best team in the league. In the league, so they went into the end two time champions before this year. So Liverpool went in that game uh, against with literally no motivation. They won the champion uh, championship. And City came in with every motivation to prove, hey, we're still be- the better team. It was in Manchester City, which I guess it still counts, right? It was an away game, even though there weren't fans. And Liverpool got thrashed 5-0. to zero. It was brutal. Um, Liverpool looked slow. They looked uncoordinated. They looked, mm, some analysts have said hungover, I would agree. <laughs> uh, it was brutal to watch. Um, and they lost 5-0. to zero. And... So as a fan, I'm watching this, and they got she, okay. They got dismantled, but like Salah hit the post in the first half. They got a really, really weak penalty given that allowed that give their first goal. Liverpool had a much more obvious penalty again, in my opinion, not given later in the game, in which it, when it was still kind of in question, when it was like two zero. Was Manchester City the better team? Yes. Were they five zero better? No, and I can I maintain all my defenses of Liverpool being hungover and that the game didn't mean anything to them and Manchester City still went out and said, had a point to prove that, hey, we're still the best team in England. Um, so follow it up and everybody, so now the new narrative was Liverpool are lucky they had this break or Liverpool are lucky that they uh, already won because, hey, Man City's coming. Here they come. They're going to be, they're going to show how good they are. Liverpool had a game, uh, their next game, Ho-Hum against Aston Villa, the worst team in the league. They won 2-0. to zero. wasn't really a spectacular game. City go on to lose to Southampton. So they come off this thrashing of Liverpool and then lose to Southampton just when everybody's like, watch out for Manchester City. Now they're rounding into form. It was just such a like great performance. It was like a trap game in football. It's like, <laughs> I guess, but it was after. It was a letdown game, I guess, instead of a trap game. They just went out and they thrashed the pool. They're like, we're back. We're the greatest. And they this letdown game, they lost 1-0 to zero to Southampton. It had me rolling. I was laughing so hard at them the whole game. As they, Well, I was laughing so hard as I was crossing my fingers that they weren't going to actually just score and pour it on like they do at times. Um, this weekend, Marlo, yesterday, in fact, Liverpool hosted Burnley, and they got a 1-1 tie with Burnley. I could go through all the reasons why I thought Liverpool was a better team. I think that they were. Burnley were lucky to get their one goal. Uh, Liverpool were unlucky not to get a second goal. Burnley's goalkeeper, Nick Pope, was fantastic. Um, But a couple kind of records or things occurred in this game, I think, that were noteworthy. So it was the first non-win for Liverpool at home this season. I think it was their 24th game at home. They had won the previous 23. They were going for a perfect uh, home record, winning every game at home. They still have a chance to go undefeated at home, obviously. But the only other team who has the only team that has a 
I won every game at home record was Sunderland in like 1892 when they played 13 games at home. So that would have been quite the record to break. Uh, it also broke their record in which they, so this season when they scored first, they had never given up a point. So when they scored first, they won every game this season. Uh, they had never even tied. And obviously now they tied. They still haven't lost, but they still tied from that. So that was, so watching this game, it was almost like it was a, it was like a devastating loss in a sense. Like, not that Man City wasn't devastating, but like they had these things that these records or these streaks that were going, and, and, and now I guess they're gone. They have one more that they're chasing, Marlo. They're chasing 101 points that would break Man City's record of 100 points in a season. They're at 93 or three games ago, so I guess they could only get 102. So they're chasing 102. They have to win their last three games. They got Arsenal Wednesday. And then a week later, Chelsea, and then the weekend after that against Newcastle. So two of the top five teams in the league. Uh, I guess Arsenal's not in the top five, but they're one of the five biggest clubs. Uh, both the Arsenal-Chelsea game I was a lot more worried about going to this weekend, but Arsenal lost to Tottenham today. Uh, Tottenham squad that I don't think is too great. So that gives me a little bit more encouragement about uh, Liverpool's chances against Arsenal. And then Chelsea, who was coming in, in great form, but they lost 3-0 uh, to zero today. Um, so I feel a little bit better about that. And the Newcastle's not a very good team. So winnable games for Liverpool. Um, they're chasing that 102 points. And it's one of those, like, how much are they focused and going for 101 points, 102 points? Because a lot of their results after winning the league is like, if they had to win, watching these, if they had to win these games, and like needed to, I think they would have. They would have found a goal against Burnley, and they would have not got thrashed by City as they did. But they don't really have that motivation there. So that's what's to watch, I guess, in the Liverpool standpoint. Coming up, we got relegation battles, and we got European battles. So there's lots of importance to these games coming up as teams kind of try and vie to either stay in the um, in the Premier League or vie to get additional revenue by going into the European competitions. On a domestic side, Marlo, MLS is back. I know you've been what? watching. I know you've been watching. It's back. They have their, what is it, their comeback? I don't even know what they branded it. Whatever. Some sort of competition. They're back. We have sports on at night, Marlo. It's on ESPN. It's on at night. Uh, it just feels great to be able to sit down and put on sports at night. Because <laughs> we've, we've had, obviously, Premier League back. Bundesliga goes back. I know, Marlo, you've been watching those during the day. Yep, 100%. But we haven't had sports on at night. We've had early morning Korean baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but I get done with dinner, and I can put on ESPN, and there is a live sporting event, and it feels great. Um, it's really interesting watching in comparison to the Premier League, because the Premier League at least is you can view online Um without crowd noise, but it has, in the Bundesliga, was the same. It has crowd noise piped in, so somebody's kind of controlling the crowd noise. In the MLS, there's no crowd noise, and there's actually, like, microphones throughout the field. So occasionally you hear, like, the thump of a ball really loud because there's a microphone in the field, and there's extra microphones around the field. So you hear a lot of the chatter and a lot of things that are going on. It's very different. It's just a different atmosphere because in the Premier League games, you can kind of get lost and forget a little bit when you're watching it. There, there aren't fans there. Here, you're acutely aware the whole time, but you have that different experience of like of being 
able to hear the game as you normally wouldn't. You hear the referee talk to the players and be like, hey, that gives a yellow card. Hey, that tackle was late. Or, you know, I warned you, you know, about your fouls. You've committed two more. Here's your yellow card. So you hear these conversations throughout the game. I think it's, I would, I hope the NBA is watching and seeing how interesting this is because I think the NBA has the most to gain by this. Like, watching the NBA with being able to hear the players would be amazing. (laughs) Watching watching the MLS when you can hear the players is fine. It's cool. It's neat. It's interesting. But, like, NBA would be amazing um, to to be able to watch that. Um, So... That's been interesting. It's there's a game going on right now as we record Marl. It's I don't know, it's it's a lot of fun. I feel like when I watch the MLS though, I've been so invested in watching the Premier League as far as soccer goes. And normally when the MLS plays, there's baseball or there's other sports going on. Um, so I haven't, to be honest, haven't been into the MLS as much as I probably should be as a soccer fan, as an American soccer fan. Um, so watching it, it's almost like when I was watching the Bundesliga, I'm trying to figure out a team to pick. And I think it's kind of compounded by how terrible the U.S. men's national team was. <laughs> that, like, normally in the past, I've been like, oh, this is Clint Dempsey's team, so I'm going to root for Seattle. Or this is Landon Donovan's team, so I like the Galaxy because I like Landon Donovan, those sorts of things. I don't really have that connection with a lot of, like, domestic U.S. men's national team's players. Like, Zussi was playing on um, Kansas City today. And I'm like, okay, sure. But uh, I guess maybe that's a good thing because, like, the – better U.S. players are playing in Europe, like Pulisic's playing on Chelsea. Um, Rain is playing on Borussia Dortmund. So it's like it's better for the Eastman's national team that these players are playing abroad, right, for their development. And it's better yeah. for the Eastman's national team. But it's harder to tie in kind of where I see these players into the MLS team. So i got to figure that out. And I really feel like I'm watching it, like I'm watching the Bundesliga and trying to figure out who I want to root for and pick a team. And my Bundesliga team, Marlo, that I picked, they got relegated. So that was fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was fun while it lasted. Uh, Dusseldorf, it was fun while we fun while it lasted. Um, good luck getting back to the, the Bundesliga. Um, also, the games are in Orlando, and it just looks freaking miserable and warm in Orlando. Uh, the team wearing white, it's just immediately see-through. <laughs> a minute, and everybody is just sweating buckets. Uh, it looks it looks awful um, from that regard, and it's played on like a like a training field. So there's like another field right next to it. So like when they zoom out, it just feels it doesn't feel as I guess cinematic as like even like Premier League games. They're in their stadium, so you still it still feels like they're in a stadium here. It feels like they're on a training pitch, and it just feels different. So. Ellis is back, Merle. That's it. That's corner kick. We did it. We made yeah, it through it. It was a lot. There's a lot of notes. I think we, I went through it pretty quick, though. We made it through the corner kick. We made it through another podcast, my friend. Um, one with, you know, I mean, minimal sports going on. We have sports going on now. Uh, with the As we creep closer to what we possibly have, uh, the ML, MLB and NBA. So stay tuned. Maybe next week we'll actually be talking about games. There you go. <laughs> another podcast, Marlo, in which we said, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And yep. About and here we are. Good stuff. We're good at this stuff. We're professionals. Kids, don't try this at home. Keep it to the professionals. (laughs) All right. That's going to be it uh, for myself. As always, as you can find us at 132Breeze on Twitter, myself at MarloJR, Casey at ProfBadgerFan, 
Be sure to leave us a five-star review on I or no, Sky, Apple Podcasts, excuse me, or anywhere that you listen to this podcast here. That's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. Yeah.